Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Dirt and Sprague. We had a, how does a tiger get in the bathroom? He almost killed me. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. Pants at a time like this, I don't have any. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Hey, is it a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Dirt and Sprague on ten eighty. Mm, okay, I'm gonna go now. Mr. man. Is very upset. Flow, flow, we've discussed this. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Coffee and contemplation. The fan. When I wake up in the morning, love. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. Thanks for being with us on a Thursday. We've got a lot to get to in the final hour. Do you like the transfer portal and what it's doing to college football? It's hitting my team rather hard right now. I love it. I need it to be good. (laughs) Tell Damian Martinez transfers to Texas. Hey. I mean, why would that go home? Why wouldn't he want to go home? He is home. He wants to go home. This is your home. Go home, ball. Go home. <laughs> this is your home. Uh, on the line, though, is those You Better You Bet Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better You Bet podcast for more Ken Barkley's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Ken, good morning to you. How was your Thanksgiving? That was good. I was expecting. Uh... Some kind of weird, like, sexual question, or what kind of pants do I wear, that kind of stuff. And I get Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a softball. I got that one. Uh, I ate a ton of food. I uh, I sat and watched sports for day after day after day. Mm-hmm. And it was, to quote Office Space, uh, it was everything I ever thought it could be. It was the best. Hopefully you guys had a great one, too. Uh, we had a good one. I, I think I should – I told this story before you came on. And, again, I, I highlighted this, so you don't need to echo it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you don't know who I am. What if I want to echo it? Can I echo it? <laughs> you can. I mean, you, you're the guest. Okay. You can do whatever you want. I'm, you know, right. it's your, we're, we're playing by your rules. I, I wanted to publicly apologize. I did the thing that probably annoys you the most that you get the most. Oh, no. And I crossed the line. I sent you a DM on Saturday of that weekend asking oh, you about yeah. line movement. <laughs> And you simply, oh, yeah. you in the most respectful way basically said, piss off, I don't care, and I get that. And I want to apologize because as soon as I sent it and you responded, I thought, he probably gets this too much from people, and I don't know why I went there. I don't know why I wanted to DM and ask you that. Well, it's just it's funny, right? Cause, oh, I think people listening are going to get the idea that I, I said something negative back to you. I was very respectful. Mm-hmm. I was literally, I, I swear, I, I kind of remember when you sent me the message, I was actually – had a a handsaw in my hand and I was sawing down a Christmas tree when you like literally imagine like I'm laying on a in a field surrounded by tall Christmas trees and I'm saw 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 and then the phone notification goes off I'm like oh what's that and it's you asking about live movement (laughs) in the civil war of all games too 
not really locked into the old odds board right now. Kind of uh, kind of got the hands full trying to get the old Christmas tree cut down. But, hey, you know, you were really curious about line movement and, and more power to you. Well, I, I just no, – Or not. No, I, 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 to be fair, I did read what your response was. You were very respectful and nice. You could have said, dude, I don't care. Piss off. I'm busy. And I would have been like, man, that kind of makes sense too. It's a Saturday. It was just, you know, you would, we out here out west in a game that doesn't necessarily register for everybody in the Midwest or the East Coast, the Oregon-Oregon State line had jumped like two and a half points an hour and a half before that game, and that doesn't always happen, so it leads a lot of people, what, what, what's going on here? And so I guess I could turn this into a question. When line movement changes like that, what do you want to do in that moment? How do you react to line movement changes like that? I want to immediately find out what happened. Like, why, why is, you know, like, I really want to make sure I know everything that's going on in a game. So in an NFL game, for example, that's going to be really easy to know, right? So even the game taking place tonight, right? Patriots, Bills, all the injury information is public. Not only is the injury information public, we actually know that, like, all the Bills have the flu. Like, we actually know that. <laughs> like, you know, in college, you don't really know that about teams. We actually, we couldn't know more about the two teams. So when there's line movement, it's usually really predictable. It's usually an injury report or something, like some kind of piece of information that becomes really, really public, gets amplified by Schefter or Rappaport or whatever. College is really tough sometimes. Got to track down the local reporters, talk to other people who bet, who know the teams really well. Oh, well, actually team was kind of guarded with this quarterback injury maybe it's gonna have me it's not or there's crazy weather that just moved into the area college can be way tougher so i mean yeah task one is yes if you're gonna figure out if you make a bet or not you have to first answer the question like why is this happening because like why are you gonna bet into a market and then it turns out oh you know like actually all the offensive linemen are on strike they like want more money they actually want that and it's like well i didn't know that when i was making the bet i just thought the line went down you gotta gotta know why the line's moving obviously first and foremost in college i don't have like the magic bullet there's no great answer it's just have a network of people follow a ton of people on twitter what's your best guess that's yeah. like as good as you're going to be able to do sometimes do you look down on people that have a fake christmas tree no not at all that I, that used to be me i oh. when i was 22 i lived in a really really crappy one bedroom apartment with like the bathroom tile was falling apart and whatever and i i had a fake christmas tree what was I going to spend money on a Christmas tree? I was making like $22,000 a year. Like, what was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's put that in the old budget and not like eat lunch this month. That would be great. Let's not do that. So, yeah, I'm not – I I do not come from the uh, the beginnings of, of having like the fresh Christmas tree every year. I was big-time artificial, big-time. But also I was kind of lazy too, so it made, it made a lot of sense. I do – I am not condescending in any way, shape, or form on the Christmas stuff. Oh, okay. And now you pay a lot of money to walk in your house and go <sighs> – that's not fake yeah. right there. Oh, but it smells so crisp. It smells it so like pine. Tiny, you know, like it's great. Got to have it. It does. Uh, let me ask you a couple NFL games. I know the Bills and Patriots play tonight. And I, I have this weird thing. I know you're from the area of New England, and you talked about the Patriots. I don't want to necessarily get into that game. I just want to say to you, I, like, understand and respect the Patriots, but I never look forward to watching them because I just find them to be kind of a boring team to watch. Whereas, Ken, I got two games this weekend – I feel better about one game more so than the other. Like, Dolphins at Niners, to me, is the most exciting game of the weekend. But I also get Bengals-Chiefs. Uh, where are you at on those two games, the Bengals-Chiefs game and the Dolphins-Niner game? Uh, which one, I guess, are you more excited for? I love that you, you you brought up the Thursday night football game, said everything, and then said I couldn't talk about it. <laughs> really good. I don't care. <laughs> I hate watching your team. I know you're from the area, but I think they're miserable. Anyway, let me ask you about the Lions. Let me do that. It's like, okay, that's great. Um, 
Well, well too bad. I'm going to give you an opinion on the game. I think the Bills <laughs> might be good at three and a half. If it goes to three, I'm definitely betting it. That's okay. my opinion on the game. Okay. Uh, the Patriots haven't beaten a team like that the entire year. Most yeah. of their stats are accrued against really bad teams. The Bills are not a really bad team. Uh, the teams that the games that you talked about, maybe I'm kind of crazy. Chiefs Bengals, I don't really have a strong opinion. I think the market's really smart on that game. Well, the market's smart on every game, but I just agree with Chiefs Bengals. I think the Chiefs should be a small favorite. Chase coming back is really interesting. Yeah. That's already baked into the number. It's a really high total. Uh, not really a strong opinion, but uh, the other game, I, I like Miami, and I make the game San Francisco minus three, and that doesn't mean I have to be right. I, I'm not mm. sure there's as big a difference between these teams as this number implies. And the other thing about Kyle Shanahan favored by more than a field goal is the man is extremely conservative, mm. and I know they covered against the Saints last week. I didn't bet the game. The Saints probably should have been within a possession late yeah. in that game. The Niners got up about like 13 nothing. Saints had, what, like five drives into the red zone and got zero points out of them. <laughs> Pretty improbable. The Chargers were also able to keep a game close against the Niners. So the Niners are winning these games. They blew out Arizona, but Arizona's season's over and they stink. Um, the Dolphins are a little different. I wouldn't be surprised if this game landed three. Wouldn't be surprised if it was highly competitive. I do like Miami in that game. I obviously want the current number is, is Niners by four plus four uh, would be a bet for me. And then just one, one other thing that kind of links all these games together. The bills are currently not the favorite to win the Super Bowl the first time this season, but that's been the case. The uh, chiefs are the favorite because they're, as we get later in the year, they're more likely to be the one seed, right? So as that gets more likely, they're going to be more favored because they're going to host all the games. I, I think the bills are, significantly better than the Chiefs like not even close significantly better in a sort of like in a vacuum and I know the Kansas City will host the game I think the Bills still have a chance to be like a historically good team if they can ever get all the pieces back together in time so I've actually been buying Bills to win the Super Bowl this week put it this way they're favored and the Dolphins are dogs so the most likely outcome is the Bills regain control of the AFC East this week and then we'll see what happens with the Chiefs down the road. This is a very losable game for the Chiefs as well. Mm, interesting. I mean, hell, they were 13 seconds away from beating a Madero head last year, too. Uh, we didn't know how that game ended. But, uh, yeah, that's an interesting bet on, on Buffalo. I, You know, you kind of got me on the commander bandwagon earlier this year, and I love seeing wow, their and what a bandwagon. Oh, it's a what great a bandwagon. I, it is. Left hand up, who are we, the commanders? You know, that's, that, I'm all about it, Ken, okay? The green lizard. So they're going on the road to the Giants this weekend. I bet a pretty heavy unit on the commanders last weekend, and thank God for Mariota throwing a red zone interception. Hey, winners. Yeah, heavy win, unit. I love it. I love a good heavy unit. <laughs> good heavy. heavy. There's no pictures on the scorecard. A winning bet is a winning bet, and they covered last week against Atlanta. They're on. we got a divisional showdown this week. For the left hand up, who are we, Commanders? Uh, the Giants, a little bit of the shine has come off. Two and a half. How, are, we, are we still riding this Commanders bandwagon? So you know me. I, the last month I've come on the show, I'm Mr. Commander, right? <laughs> it's like Houston in, Atlanta in, like all these opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Washington, big time. Love it. I love the Giants in this game. So, first of all, it's just the situation is really, really remarkable. So the Giants get, you know, pretty significantly outplayed by Dallas. I know they covered the game with the touchdown at the end of the game, but, like, got really outplayed by Dallas in the game. That's okay. Dallas is probably one of the three best teams in the league Mm -hmm. at this point and has the best defense in the league. And, like, there's nothing about that game that I think is going to translate to this game. That was a short week Thursday game. The Giants had no starting offensive linemen basically playing, a ton of guys injured on defense and had to turn it around to play maybe the best team in the league at their place. Like, that's a miserable situation. No wonder they got outplayed. 
so significantly. And now they're playing like a league average to slightly below average team at home, and they're going to get a bunch of guys back from injury on extra rest. I mean, that's the exact opposite of the situation against Dallas. And I know they covered the Dallas number, but like, it just in terms of what kind of Giants performance you're going to get, I actually love this as kind of a rebound game for them. Mm. The situation is just like really advantageous versus what they've had the last couple of weeks. And, and I love why, I mean, I've been Mr. Commander. I just two and a half on the road against the team that's in this spot, I think is, is just a really good bet for the Giants. Okay. Uh, Ken, is, is there a side total, a tease? Is, is there something we haven't asked you that, you know, is kind of one of your, you love it a lot of, of all the action going on this weekend? Man, teasers are uh, teasers have been kind of a big minefield this year for anybody who's bet them. Like a lot of the big favorites have just lost outright instead mm-hmm. of even winning and covering the teaser legs. Some of the dogs even haven't covered. So it's been kind of a weird year. You know, if you tease through three and seven, that's always like the conventional advice. I think this week is phenomenal. For I'm like obsessed with teasers this week, and I've been playing a lot of them. I've actually been playing very few. Um, Seattle down, Cleveland down, Giants up. Like, these are just – now, I, w- I would have said Ravens down, except apparently Lamar Jackson has some weird injury, and I, I would just like to know a little more before we tease the Ravens under three. Mm-hmm. It feels like a good teaser week. I feel like the touchdown favorites are all really likely to win more than usual, and I feel like some of the small dogs up are in really advantageous situations like the Giants. Yeah. I, I, I love that Bronco-Raven under, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, – well, let's find out about Lamar, too. Maybe you'll really like the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Tyler Huntley playing quarterback. Although the market hasn't moved a ton on that information. Uh, for people who don't know, like, left yesterday's practice with a quad injury. Um, and I'm, I'm sure the update was, like, he's fine. But Lamar Jackson makes me nervous with all his injury stuff because we've had so many weeks where uh, they think he's going to play. And then on Saturday, Adam Schefter's like, he's out. <laughs> he's actually not playing. Right. I just I always like to wait to bet any Ravens game or their opponent until I actually know what's going on on Saturday night. Like, can we? is he playing? Is he definitely playing? Um, then we could be in. But, yeah, it, intuitively, I think the under is probably a good look there. Okay. Ken, real quick, uh, we know the AFC. It's Kansas City, Buffalo, maybe Cincinnati's there. You know, Baltimore, I guess we'll see. Like, we know kind of the, the – Oh, the, Miami, too. Miami, too. Miami. Yeah, no, no Miami. I know. Miami has a chance to be Cincinnati. Miami, like, from last year, they really do. Like, they're that good offensively. They can be the Bengals from last year. I'm with you there. I saw No disrespect. I've actually been on the Dolphins all year. I love the Dolphins. I like Mike McDaniel a lot. We know the AFC's loaded. The NFC is a big question mark. I mean, people are still talking themselves into Brady hosting a playoff game, and somehow this Bucks team is going to become really good. What do what 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 do, what do you think, or what are your takeaways numbers wise? Who who is the best team in the NFC? Is it the Eagles, or do you is there a secondary team that you actually value a little more from the NFC side of things? So I actually, uh, crazy enough, I, uh, I launched a Substack today, so like people can go and subscribe, whatever. It's called the Chalkboard, and the first post that's going up later today is a, a score, a metric that I created for like teams that kind of check all the boxes to win the Super Bowl based on what they do in the regular season, like who kind of looks like a Super Bowl champion, does things that Super Bowl teams generally do, looks how they look, et cetera. And in the NFC, the two teams that stand out the most by far uh, are Dallas and San Francisco, and it's not even close. Um, Dallas is called Dallas and their coach is Mike McCarthy. So I get it. No one will want to bet on them. And in a playoff game, first of all, in the first round of the playoffs, they're going to Tampa to play Tom Brady. That's almost a certainty. They're going to be the five almost for sure. And Tom Brady will be the lowest, uh, worst record division winner, unless Atlanta wins the division, but Dallas is going to go to Tampa probably and probably be favored in the game. Probably a small favorite. I understand no one's going to want Dallas in that game because they always lose in the playoffs and Mike McCarthy's their coach. 
I think they're an absolute monster this year. I actually think their numbers just jump off the page. I think they're the best defense in the league. They have the most transcendent best defensive player in the league. Like these are they're getting they're going to get Tyron Smith back before the playoffs start. The offensive line's really good. Like Dallas is bringing a lot to the table. I actually would have them to be the most likely team to win the NFC, maybe by a lot. And that's really scary because they're Dallas, but I can't <laughs> ignore kind of like what the team looks like. Basically, I would go with the Cowboys. How about that? That Green Bay game still pisses me off, though. Yeah, blowing a 14-point lead. <laughs> God, I had so much money on that game. How do you not carry grudges yeah. when you bet as much as you do? Because I have one team <laughs> oh, that I screws carry me. The grudge. Yeah. What's wrong with carrying a grudge? It's great. It's, yeah. uh, and it's a great contest. But then, I, I mean, I don't I don't bet off the grudges. What, am I going to make a spite bet? Hey, we make spite bets all the time on this show, Ken, okay? <laughs> Ken, literally yesterday we both said we make spite bets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we don't Black host Clark. a gambling show, you know. Well, so, actually, yeah, I, well, you do, I actually, actually yeah, do, yeah. but I'm not Ken Barkley. That's, that's for right. sure. That's right. Well, he's give got yourself a- some credit, <laughs> even if you make fight bets. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> All right, he's got a new Substack. Go check it out at Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. He's the host of You Better You Bet Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Ken Barkley Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Great to have you back. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll catch up again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. Ken Barkley of You Better, You Bet. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Do you think he likes or hates our hit? The, I think he loves our hit. Sometimes I think we ask him questions that make him just go, really? I think he's I think he's in love with us. I think there's a, I think there's a bubbling love affair that's happening. I have been told behind the scenes this is his favorite hit of all the ones. See? I think I'm going to DM him again and apologize again and say thanks for coming on. We love having you. What do you think? <laughs> Should I do it? Yes. Not? Yes. Uh, by the way, it is official now. Not that it wasn't going to be. Uh, officially, they have their uh, playoff starting in 2024. Oh, it just came through? So it just came through. We got the official hey, release. The official one, release. One more season and we're here. Uh, and it yeah. looks like the four quarterfinal games and the two playoff semifinal games will be played at bowl game sites. That is uh, stupid. Home teams. So you're going to get home games in the first round, but that will not include the top four seeds. Yeah, the teams that deserve it the most will not actually get to play in their state. I don't know why. Yeah, if That's I'm so one of those weird. schools, I'm pissed. You're, think about the payday you're missing out on of being able to host a game like that on your campus. Well, you say that, and then we find out the Cotton Bowl. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, the TV contract's going to be nuts. Sure, chunk of money. But gate money is a big deal, man, for a home playoff game. I think they deserve it, though. And they, you deserve, know, they deserve it. Deserve it. Yeah, the fans deserve it to not have to go travel. That's but, good news, though. Only one more season, and then we're Oregon, Oregon State are in the playoff. That's right. Well. <laughs> How about that? Let's do this, baby. Um, all right, so that's officially happening. Let's get back into college football. Uh, an update on the Dante Moore stuff. A lot of people have been asking about that. And also, is the transfer portal good for the sport? We put a poll question up on that. I want to revisit some of those responses. That's next on the This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm about to lose my buzz. Well, a lot of people have been asking, hey, what's going to happen with Dante Moore now that Kenny Dillingham's gone? Dilly Dilly! Dilly Dilly! The answer is nobody really knows, but... We have people who are in the recruiting circles who follow this stuff pretty closely. Uh, Steve Wilfong is the lead recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. I cannot get this guy's contact. Yeah, we've been trying to book him on the show, and we can't find his. Uh, usually in people's contacts, there's like a black book, media black book you can find him on, and Wilfong, is, he's non-existent. I also know the emails of 24-7 Sports individuals, yeah. and I've sent at least... 16 different versions of it, and I can't, none of them exist. None of them exist. Um, Steve Wolfong, our big uh, white buffalo. He's Yeah, he is. He's the white buffalo. We can't land him. Well, he came out with a piece this morning, and I'll just read a tidbit. Uh, if there's any Oregon fans out there that are wondering about this, Dante Moore is obviously the five-star quarterback. He's out of uh, Michigan, and he is committed to Oregon. Uh, Wolfong talked to his high school coach in this. And um, he says that he's locked in with Oregon. The main reason is that they've been honest with him. He said that they uh, were honest the entire time. Dillingham called Dante days uh, and weeks ahead, even before he interviewed for the Arizona State job, to tell him, hey, like they're fishing around on this thing. I'm going to go interview. If I get it, I'm going to take that job. And Dante respected it because he was open and honest with him. Uh, his high school coach said, I think that makes him feel good about it. He believes in Coach Lanning. He thinks the program is up. Most of the kids, most of that recruiting class, they're at a group text, most of them, and they say they're all going to stick with it, and he wants to be with that class. So according to Steve Wilfong this morning, uh, Dante Moore is, is not going anywhere. It's good news for Duck fan. I, I think you got to be pretty excited about it. Um, you know, I don't know what Bo Nix is ultimately going to decide to do. I think there's some indications that he's leaning no. He had that message, you know, that graphic with his signature. Thank you, Duck fans. It's been a great My year. guess is he's – I don't know why he would come back. He's got nothing else to prove. Dillingham was his tie to Oregon because of their time at Auburn. He's now gone. you yeah. got to learn a new offense, new offensive coordinator. Go. Sure. And and I think his skill set, maybe an NFL team sniffs around, says you're a little mobile, you got a good yeah. arm. Okay, here we go. Get healthy. If Jalen Hurts can do it, Bo Nix can do it. You know, I, I actually don't view – like Oregon offered an FCS offensive lineman six five three ten. He's a sophomore out of Rhode Island. They're one of sixteen teams to offer this kid. The transfer portal's here, mm-hmm. and what the transfer portal offers programs like Oregon and Oregon State alike are easy, quick replacements. Dante Moore could come in next year. This could be his job. We don't know, but he's also a true freshman, mm-hmm. and that's not an easy transition for a lot of guys. So you're you might be looking for quarterback. But I see Jay Butterfield yesterday, and you don't wish any ill will to anybody wanting to leave. I just don't look at Oregon's transfers so far and go, oh, man, irreplaceable. The the transfer portal has changed my entire viewpoint of college football. The first signing day is December 21st. Mm -hmm. And as we get closer and closer to that, I'm starting to recalibrate how I view this 
and I don't know if you've done this either, it's not to diminish recruiting and that it doesn't matter. It's to basically say it's not the only recruiting going on. No. And so, yeah, you guys have lost Cardwell, and yet you lost Butterfield, and yeah, but like, I don't view those as some huge hit to the program. You're already offering FCS players. You're going to get an FBS player or two to come in. That's just what college football is now. And so if Moore can come in and be the quarterback, great. If he doesn't, I, I, I wouldn't have a concern if I was the Oregon Ducks. I I think you guys are going to probably land any transfer quarterback that you start <laughs> sniffing around to. Well, I mean, on the note, too, of, of transfers, they this was the funny thing that made Duck fans chuckle at times this year was Miami fan tried to chirp and say, well, Lanning's winning with Cristobal's guys. He's winning with the roster that Cristobal built. And, you know, that's partially true, obviously. He was here for four years and he recruited. But it was hilarious that their star quarterback that led them to the majority of their wins was a transfer. Their two-star running backs that were two of the best in the entire conference were transfers. Your best defensive player, who was going to be a first-round draft pick, was Christian Gonzalez. He was a transfer. So even in the last year, you have overhauled your roster from the point of you were already recruiting strongly. You just brought in pieces that you needed and, and plugged some holes. I think there's a there's a... A lot of fans feel an affinity towards players that it's like Blazers that Blazer fans have fallen in love with their guys, right? There's like Nazir Little is an example of this. Like he, there's those kind of guys are a dime a dozen in the NBA. There's a lot of guys that are like Nazir Little in the NBA, but we have an affinity for him because we drafted him, we've developed him, we've seen him progress. Like, hey, we, we're rooting for this. He's one of our own. We can't trade Nazir Little. And I think college football fans are the same way that you follow recruiting, you know the names, they commit to your school, you see them play for the first time, and it's like that guy's a duck. You know, that's cool. And then you realize Carball is a great example of this. All year, at least early in the season, everybody's like, why isn't Carball getting more carries? Why isn't he playing more? And then you watch Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington, and you're like, oh, that's why. I get it. I, yeah, they brought in two transfer running backs that are, are better than him. They're, that's why they're playing, and he's not playing. I just think there's an affinity for your own guys, and when they transfer, it feels like a slap in the face. But the reality is that you're going to get those guys from other programs. Like you're going to get transfer kids to come in, so you're going to you're going to plug any hole that you potentially create in the transfer portal. Obviously, football is the difference here, right? Because it's the sport we love the most. But we kind of trashed college basketball yesterday, and and I get people that love college basketball too. I do, but we kind of trashed it. And one of the things we've kind of said as a show is you just don't know these guys. Like with college basketball, it felt a little different. Of like. What you're harping on, your guys, right? Oregon's more one of the more special teams Oregon's had was the group that came back and got to the Final Four because you knew all those dudes. They were around for three years playing together. Oregon State kind of had this when they went to the tournament and they got the, the the Elite Eight. They had some dudes that had been around for a little while, and so it means something. It's hard to keep up with the Jones. It's hard to keep up with who's who. I mean, look at turno- roster turnover all the time. But if you if you really are honest about it, college football is becoming this. For all the things we say we hate about college basketball, not that you're replacing as many because there's five on versus 11, but you are. I mean, the sport, because of the portal, is turning into this. It's Mm -hmm. turning into the thing we say we hate in basketball, but just because there's 11 on both sides, you got more of, well, we recruited this kid and this kid transferred in. And so you get a sweet kind of combo of the two, but they are leaning into that to the point where it's, it's really not as different. I mean, your backfield, as you highlighted, was two dudes not recruited to Oregon. One played at Western Kentucky. The other was from Minnesota. Right. Um, and so I, I just – that Jam Griffin at Oregon State this year. Right. So another example Another of transfer kid. Like, that's just kind of the nature of the beast now. And so it's a little funny that we were lamenting about why we don't like college hoops. 
college football is is doing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, the, what helps college football is that guys can't leave after one year. Because if you could, then I think you would be in the same spot. Got a lot of guys jumping. Sure. Whereas even if these guys are bouncing around, like Bo Nix coming, I knew who Bo Nix was. I've watched Bo Nix play college football for three years already. And so he wasn't a new name and a new guy that I had to learn. Somebody said, LOL, you guys hailed the Oregon O-line all year. Who recruited them and coached the O-line? Like, again, I... Dear God, I didn't say Mario Cristobal deserves no credit for Oregon's roster, but the argument that he built the Oregon roster that had success this year completely is not true. If if Bo Nix did not transfer to Oregon and you were in a position where you had to play Ty Thompson this year, how many games does Oregon win? Not a lot. It's a pretty bad year. That's the point. Bo Nix was a key part of your success. Of course he recruited the offensive line, and he had a big deal with Brandon Dorless and a lot of guys on the – Noah Sewell, a lot of key – Justin Flo, a lot of key players on the defensive side. Uh, but you could argue their two best players all year were Bo Nix and Christian Gonzalez, and those guys were transfers. And that's the argument that I'm trying to make. So. I, I, I think um, – and by the way, it was – Sorted out via Keith Brown that no Ty Thompson was not visiting LSU. So. Yeah, you can't even take so I, I, that came out. That was a weird thing. I guess Ty Thompson put something up on his Instagram page of a video of L- Tiger Stadium at LSU, and everybody's like, "Oh God, he's down there visiting." Uh, you cannot visit as an FBS player until December fifth. I also don't know why he would go there. Jaden Daniels, I looked it up as a junior. Unless he's going to the NFL, I don't know what. I'm and I don't see. think Jaden Daniels would be an NFL guy. But maybe sure. I'm so that. that's my point, though, is if he comes back, is is Ty Thompson beating Jaden Daniels? Uh, no, the answer to that would be no, Bob. And I think they got another highly touted recruit coming in too at quarterback. So, uh, but it's say it's portal season. Uh, uh, the message that I have whenever people ask me, like Fortin transferred, you mentioned Cardwell, uh, Jay Butterfield transferred. You just you can't get too attached to your guys anymore. This is the way the sport's going to be. It's going in this direction. There's free agency every single year in college football, and it can benefit your team. It can hurt your team. It depends on how you uh, you utilize it, uh, and you hope that your team utilizes it well. I think Oregon State and Oregon are two prime examples of schools that have utilized it well. Hell, Washington, if they don't go get Michael Penix in the transfer portal, what are the Huskies this year? Same thing. Right? You're starting the Heward kid at quarterback. Is he ready to go? Probably not. It's probably Dylan Morris. Maybe Dylan Morris again, which, dear God, thank God. Thank the Lord we didn't have to watch that offense again. So uh, it, it can impact programs right away. And I think it's important to focus on the positive outcome of it as opposed to the negative and these kids are quitting and leaving programs and all that. Uh, a couple of NFL notes, including the Thursday night football game. I want to get to that coming up next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thoughts of the fan text line. Somebody said Ty Thompson posted that video of LSU Stadium because of the Joe Brady rumors. Oh, there you go. There's your conspiracy theory. Uh, somebody said embrace the portal. That's how I feel. You're going to lose guys. You're going to pick up guys. It's like it's. I, I feel about the portal the way I feel about officiating. For the most part, it's going to even out, right? Like you're going to have some calls that go against you. And you're going to be really pissed. 
and then in a big moment of a big game, you're going to get a call that goes your way, and they're going to miss a pass interference, or they're going to call a catch a catch, and you're going to be like, well, now now it kind of evened out. I, I think this stuff's going to even out. You're going to lose guys from your team that, that suck. Like, Dante Thornton came on strong at the end of the year. That was a bummer that he decided to transfer. But you got a five-star wide receiver coming in. you got Troy Franklin coming back. You brought in Chase Cota in the transfer portal last year. Like, you're going to go find another Dante Thornton. It will even out. Yeah, I mean, three positions for Oregon State. I'd, I'd really love if they could find somebody to fit what they are. Obviously, quarterback's the biggest one for me. Yeah, what do the Beavs do at quarterback this offseason? Go Branson's only a freshman. I mean, are they, dude? You got no one could come back. They got Aiden Childs coming in. Aiden Childs is a freshman coming in. I'd already rather play Aiden Childs than what you had at Go Branson. Uh, I think they need to go get somebody. Would you be willing to go through a a step back, growing pain season with Aiden Childs? Like if I say you go five and seven with him at quarterback, Mm, I don't know what the benefit of that would be. But Go Branson could go seven and five just because he's a freshman and he's going to lose you a couple games making bad mistakes. I'd rather go get a different quarterback entirely. Seven and five. <laughs> well, I'm saying if Aiden, like, are you willing to go through the? Because if you start a true freshman quarterback, there will be growing pains. Yeah, there's also no guarantee those growing pains change his second year. So you could be going five and seven, five and seven, six and six, and then oh, senior year you're eight and four at best. Yeah. And look, eight and four is a great year. I've always said that. Six and six, go to a bowl game. I'm I'm pretty okay with it. But I I hope they go get a guy. They came close to getting JT Daniels last year. I I think they need to throw their hat in the ring again for another one. You know, it was brought up to my attention. Tall wide receiver would be great, like an actual wide receiver with size. Yeah, go make plays in the air. Got a bunch of short, fast guys, and they they need an edge rusher. I I actually thought their pass rush, uh, you know, break through some some blitz schemes at Oregon. I thought their pass rush was actually pretty decent against Oregon for the most part. That was a quarterback that largely wasn't touched. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of that had to do with mobility factor for Bo, but I thought they got to him enough, put enough pressure in certain um, plays. Go get an edge rusher. Like, those are kind of your three. And I, I just named three that everybody's going, oh, really? Those three? Oh, it's so easy. It's not easy. But, like, in an ideal world, you hit the transfer portal hard. Those three positions, I think, would, would take Oregon State and carry a lot of what they did this year over into next year to maybe have a very similar season, if not maybe one game better. Somebody said the Beavs should throw the bag at Hudson Card. I mean, I saw that, that yesterday. money at him. Come well, on, baby. Well, I'll ask you this. If Bo Nix is gone... I'd, I'd flip the question on you. Would you be willing to take growing pains with Dante Moore if it meant you were going to go 5-7 and seven or 6-6, six and six, or would you want to go get a Hudson card? Because Hudson card at Oregon in his top three at recruiting day, and I saw Hudson card announce that, and I don't even care what his stats or record was. Bo Nix has made me not care anymore about what quarterbacks were. Oh, not at all. Um, I was thinking about Oregon State, and I don't even think he has interest in Oregon State, but I was—I tell you right now, in Corvallis, I was thinking, damn, give me a Hudson card in Corvallis, please. Yeah, I think I would lean Dante more in that scenario. I, I want Oregon to get back to a point where you're developing quarterbacks and you have your own guy. You don't um, think they, they could develop Dante for a year of sitting? Well, I don't him? think Hudson card's only going to be there for a year. Sure. And then you got the weird thing, if he plays well, do you keep Dante? You know what I mean? Then you're in that weird... Um, well, who was the guy at Georgia ahead of Justin Fields? Was it Eason? Jacob Eason, who ended up transferring, ended up losing his job. But they had, I mean, he was the starter and they kept Fields on the bench. Fields was there for a year and it was like, oh, I want to get out of here. He ended up transferring to Ohio State. And I think that that ended up being a big loss for Georgia at the time. They ended up winning a title last year. But I would rather get back to the point where you're developing your own guy because that used to be a prideful thing for Oregon. And they haven't, I know Herbert's only been gone for a couple of years, but they've been turning the wheel since then. I'm not. Saying you get, you're wrong here, but like, don't you feel like that's kind of a, a feeling of the past that this is a new era? It's like, I think that's the interesting part about the portal for me. What borderline exciting is, 
I don't feel that at all. What you just said, Oregon State's had some good quarterbacks in their past before. And and if you can get one, you get one. But I'm not in that commitment anymore. I don't need that. If you get two transfer quarterbacks back-to-back and it means more success than the uh, you know traditional recruiting, you know, if Lanning thinks that Hudson Card is going to be better than Dante Moore and then Hudson Card pops, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think the portal is changing my viewpoint on this stuff. I see what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But it's... Some of that is a little Rose Bowlish to me. I, I don't know if that matters anymore. I don't need a guy. What does development matter to me if I can have the better player? It's about the better player and the sure. more results now. And so maybe Dante Moore will pop and you'll have that guy. But if you competed with a Hudson Card and a Dante Moore and Hudson wins it and has a good year one that comes in again and mm-hmm. wins it again, I, I don't I guess I don't under I don't feel that need that you're talking about and I we Oregon State again has had some good quarterbacks mm-hmm. obviously not a Heisman Trophy winner as of late but I don't know I I think the portal changes that viewpoint for me I don't care if they're a recruit or a portal guy like go give me the best possible player at that position is how I view it I see the argument there I I think the the counter I would make is that I have seen transfer quarterbacks not have success like it's not like I think we're we're living in a fairy tale world right now where Penix and Bonix and these guys all worked out the opinion when they transferred was oh god we're really doing this like that's your answer and that's not always going to be the case you're not always going to take a guy like Bonix or Penix and turn him into Heisman candidate kind of quarterbacks like I you know Dakota Prukop was a thing that that was a transfer quarterback and that didn't work out very well well, Anthony Brown, I don't know how much of it was on him, how much of it was on the offense. Not a lot of fun to watch last year. And so there are there have been transfer quarterbacks that haven't been successful. And I think it's important to set yourself up as a program. Like Oregon can be a big-time national recruiter. We've seen it. They're doing it again this year where I want quarterbacks to look at Oregon and want to go there. And so, like that's a quarterback factory where you're developing guys where Mariota wins a Heisman Trophy. Herbert's turned into one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. If a Dante Moore pans out, you're like, that's three guys in the last decade that you could have to point to when you're on the recruiting trail. Like Ohio State has become this. I feel like every year the number one quarterback in the country, you just write it down in Sharpie's going to Ohio State. Because they win Heisman's or or to oh, you know play for Lincoln Riley, I want to I want to be that kind of university. Can you with a defense coach? I don't know, but that's my long that's my long term vision. And I, it's not it's not exactly the same. But Caleb Williams, a transfer guy, right? And it helps that he gets the coach that recruited him out of sure. high school to come over as well. Yeah, I, he's I, not going to USC unless no. Lincoln Riley goes to USC. No, I and I hear your point. You don't for every you know Bo Nix you got. There's probably what. It's the ratio is probably a three or four to one Dakota Prukop to one Bo Nix. I mean, you got Casey Thompson at Nebraska this year. Not his fault, but he was a highly yeah. touted transfer out of Texas, and it, it didn't pan out. Uh, people bringing up Cade McNamara, too, the old Michigan starter. He's in the transfer I've, portal. I've, I've seen that, so. and I, I can't speak to what Oregon-Oregon State difference is for some guys, but I, I, I think this is an interesting time for Oregon State, man. Uh, you got to ride this momentum as long as you can, and I know Jonathan will. I just want to see if like how much more appealing the program is to some of these transfer kids. JT Daniels was close. But he wanted a little more than Oregon State could offer, so he goes to West Virginia, and it didn't work out for him. Um, maybe he transfers again? Well, maybe he does. But overall, I just I wonder if a season like this for OSU, I don't know as so much about Oregon, but for OSU, like, did you build more cachet? I would think so. With some of these upper echelon transfer quarterbacks that are looking to land a home. I would think so. Hey, Thursday Night Football tonight, are we excited? And what game are we most excited for this weekend? We'll get to that. Close it up next on the uh, story to file away for tomorrow. Yes. I didn't have time to get the audio. Uh, I just saw it here this hour. Uh, there was a – Patrick Mahomes sat down to do an uh, interview on a podcast. What is this, the new weight show? 
What's that? Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. Oh, so they do a podcast. Yeah, I've seen some of their stuff. I, they seem like it's a really entertaining pod. I'll pull, we'll pull the audio we can play tomorrow, but basically the gist of it is the, cheat, the reason Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City is because Matt Nagy helped him cheat on his interview. <laughs> So he went in for his pre-draft interview, okay, and and he said there was a bunch of teams that wanted him and were going to draft him. And Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy was a big fan of Mahomes for some reason. I don't know if they had a past relationship or whatever, knew each other somehow. But he was really high on Mahomes and liked his personality. So the night before he went in to his meeting with Andy Reid, he said Andy Reid's going to go over these plays with you. <laughs> <laughs> this is he gave him a cheat sheet. Cheat he said, sheet. "This wow. is what's going to happen in your meeting." Yeah. And he said, "Study these." And so he he said he stayed up all night, studied the plays that Matt Nagy because Nagy was the offensive coordinator in, in yeah. uh, uh, Kansas City He's at the back time. With him again this year, by yes, the way. he is. Yeah. And this is right before he took the, the job to become the the Bears head coach. But he uh, so he he said all this stuff. He said, "Here are the plays. Study it all." He said, "I stayed up all night, went in, and he said I knew the plays like the back of my hand because I studied them all night." Chiefs draft Patrick Mahomes. So Reed's like, hey, if this t- if this look is taken away, what right. should Where you do? Where do you go here? Pat's like, oh, that's easy. What's the read on this play? He's like, oh, let me tell you. You put ketchup on it, you throw a touchdown. Uh, what game are we most excited for in the NFL this weekend? Yeah, I put a poll question up on this, and other is an option, and we got two responses that were like... People voted for the Commanders and Giants, and I just want to question your... Well, they got fandom tied to it, I get it. Um, I get, yeah. I, taking your fandom out of it, th- that's not a better game than Chiefs, Bengals, or Dolphins, 49ers. Bengals are getting back to Mark Chase. To me, it's Dolphins, Niners. It's I agree. The McDaniels offense against that defense, and it's the McDaniels offense against his mentor, Kyle Shanahan. And to Lockie's point, Kyle is a home favorite past the field goal. Not good. Not great at all. Uh, and do we like Buffalo tonight? Yeah, I do. I, I don't think New England's this year. I think they played their best game against Minnesota, and they still couldn't win. So I, I will take Buffalo minus three and a half. Yeah, I will too. On the road, I am worried about Buffalo's health, and as uh, Barkley said, a little illness going through their locker room, but I'm on Buffalo tonight too. There you go. Good little Thursday night game. Good little show. If you missed any of it, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. After it's breaking out, 1080thefamily. And Ryan Abraham on uh, for USC Utah tomorrow. Matt Mayoko, speaking of that 49er Dolphin game, he will join us at 730. That will do it for us. Thanks for being a part of our Thursday, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend? 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t